It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Welcome into Highly Disputed. My name is Dylan Bishop. With me, as always, is Ryan Stickle. How's it going, Ryan? Um, going all right. I am. Uh, I'm sad to announce that I have been traded. Eagles. Well, that's um, good for you, at least. I'm on. I'm on the move. <laughs> Got to uproot my family here and uh, get packing. Go birds. <laughs> so, also joining us here tonight is uh, Logan Rothstein, friend of the show. Hello, uh, everyone. Checking in from SEC country. Yes. Edgewater, Florida, baby. Um, I am about 15 minutes from New Smyrna Beach. I went, I went to that beach yesterday and uh, <clears throat> got in the water. Uh, without realizing actually that New Smyrna Beach leads the United States in shark attacks. So, um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, that was funny. Luck. I also, um, I also have not seen an alligator here. I've been in Florida for three days. Part of it in Orlando. Part of it here. Tomorrow I'm heading to Jacksonville. Um, Duval. I'm somehow downgrading from Orlando, uh, <laughs> and I. <laughs> I have yet to see an alligator in three days. So I, I guess with Tennessee's victory over Florida this year, they're just a little afraid to share their faces uh, <laughs> and they're scared to compete. Yeah, uh, they, they, uh, yeah, they, they're just, they can't handle the heat. I am wearing my Tennessee socks at the moment. So maybe that intimidated them. <laughs> Is it their eye level? They're scared. You're scared. Exactly. Off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They see, there you go. Scared of the orange. <laughs> Uh, did you guys see the uh, the comment this week where the AP reporter uh, Mark Long, the Florida Florida Gators writer, was caught on a hot mic saying, "I'll be here way longer than Billy Napier." <laughs> <laughs> He's probably got a point. Incredible stuff. I know the Jags guys that we've had on the show before are uh, fans of Mark Long because he's just insane. So it adds up with him. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yes, the reason we have low. It's giving his, uh, his updates on tennis, uh, uh, how scared the Gators are, is uh, Logan. Yes. The Tennessee Volunteers are the number one team in the country, I, according to the first college football playoff rankings. Dude, I the, this I have so many feelings on this, um, both positive and negative. Um, first of all, this is the first time since 1998 that Tennessee has been ranked number one, um, which we all know how that went uh, the first time around. <clears throat> I don't get the feeling that it's going to go that well this time around. Um, but the, the, I mean, the, the, the positive feelings are of course like, oh yeah, this is nice. Like, I'm a fan of, you know, the best team in the country. I have been through some very dark days in 25 years as a Tennessee fan. And, (laughs) uh, you know, it's nice to see that number one next to our name on the flip side of that, um, Tennessee's number one. And I, I don't know that they are the best. I feel confident saying that Tennessee, everyone's looking at you now. Yes, I feel confident saying that Tennessee is the third best team in the country. 
The problem is we played the team that I think is the second best team in the country <laughs> this week. <laughs> um, so who, well, give us your give us your top four right now. My top four right now is probably um, okay. Do you want in terms of overall talent or in terms of like performance? If you if you had to if you had to make you were in charge of the college football playoff rankings okay. and you had to put the top four together right now. I would probably say Ohio State, Georgia, Tennessee. Yeah, and number four is really a toss-up. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go with Clemson just because they are the number four. But I, I, I'll be honest. Like I haven't watched a minute of either Clemson or Michigan this week, uh, this year at all. So I have really no clue how either of those teams are. Um, I find that, you know, Michigan tends to be a bit overrated in previous years uh, based on their performance last year in the playoffs. So (laughs) I'm going to go with Clemson number four, I guess. So this is my top four. Um, DJ Uli Ungolale. If we're talking about just overall talent of the players on the team, I – you know, Alabama's probably number four or five, uh, or three or four. Um, it's fair. Yeah, I just, I, I do think Tennessee could beat just about anyone, but I, I don't, I don't have that feeling about Georgia. <laughs> um, but then again, I said the same thing about Alabama. I don't know how they're going to do this year. I really don't uh, against against Georgia. And it, the funny thing is, like this team is made up. It seems like exclusively of transfers. So it's like they, it. It feels like, um, like the Bucks the year that Tom, like Tom Brady's first year, where it's just like, oh yeah, we just uh, stacked this team with transfers from everywhere else. <laughs> Good comparison, actually. That's that's kind of how Tennessee this year feels, um, which you know worked out well for the Bucks that year. So maybe it'll work out well for us. Yeah, you know, and your your quarterback's a little younger, so that helps. Yeah, quarterback's <laughs> just a little bit younger, uh, half of. Their quarterback's age. Are you saying Tom Brady couldn't pass for a college student? <laughs> Tom Brady could pass for um, a sort of Mission Impossible mask of a college student. I was going to say, if he can't pass for a college student, then what the hell's all this college? All that plastic <laughs> surgery been for? Oh, good lord! Yeah, he man, looks, he looks like a Scooby Doo mask after they take it off of the uh, the monster. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like, oh man. He does it's look really like he, the, uh... he looks like he's wearing a Tom Brady mask. Yes, he, he looks like a Tom Brady Halloween mask. Yeah, <laughs> he really does. He just needs it would it would aid him to just put some weight on. He looks right? like yeah, like he looks because like he's, he's, yeah, he's just he's too in shape. He's gotten he he's because he's I mean he's probably as thin as he's ever been right because I mean he's he's kind of just gotten he was never a big guy but he's gotten skinnier as his career's gone on. And you know yeah. maybe some 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 cheek fillers <laughs> and a little Botox in the forehead, um, you know. And it's you like lose that weight really... on top of it, it'll y- y- your cheeks kind of cave in. So yeah. he's probably doing more like yoga and cardio since he's older, more stretching, more like more of a aerobic exercises than just straight up weightlifting now. And, so yeah, he doesn't he's, eat. He's always been like really <laughs> skinny. Like he's always been just. Yeah. Kind of, even like normally like, you know, like skinny quarterbacks still like have the sort of like build of like an athlete. Tom Brady has always <laughs> just been a beanpole. Like a, just a complete just stick. 
Well, it's um, like when he first came in the league, he was kind of chubby, and then he's just like, yeah. he just like he married Giselle, and all of a sudden he was a stick. Yeah, Which yeah, I guess adds up. Do you think that's her fault then? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of things that are wrong with Tom Brady then <laughs> and now that you can you, that you can draw back to Giselle. That's very possible. <laughs> um, yeah, he. Uh, the last thing that I have to say about Tom Brady's appearance is that he looks like if like some foreign government um, got like some of the technology to make Tom Brady, but not all of it. <laughs> and then they, oh man, Tom Brady the Winter Soldier. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he could probably use the robotic arm at this point. He probably needs it at this point. Yeah, his arm's he's gonna got, fall off if he throws too many more. Uh, he's got passes. like uh, he's got like four throws in him per game, and the rest are just kind of. I like, just looked up Tom Brady's like headshot for ESPN, like with his like current like this year. Oh, it's scary with his like hair that's like going way too high up in the air. He that's yeah no months, right absolutely like 100%. the uh, very yeah, the, ghoulish. The hair's not doing him any favors, but it's the um, eyes. It, it the hair's not great. I mean, it's all it, it's all starting to 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 look a little artificial. He got away with it for years. I mean, he was you know when he was still like forty, right? Yeah, I mean, still, even he was still like, doing all this, but he looked like someone who would was either aging well or was aging decently, but had work done. And when yeah. you can't tell, that's when it's good. But <laughs> even in like you know 2018, 2019, he was still like a pretty handsome guy. Um, yeah, how's it going on? And, and and now he just he's gone too far. And the worst part is I don't I don't think you can really reverse any of that stuff. Yeah, in that's a way the that thing. Looks, uh, right. That's the thing with with that is you kind of get addicted to it because you can't. Yeah. You can't get used yeah. to looking at yourself without it. And so like, you know, Botox is is you know in small doses it, it works for people. It's it's fine, but when you just use it over and over again, it's, it's awful for you. Cause I mean, it, it literally is poison. Yeah. <laughs> Botox <Yes>. is poison. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so, it's just such a stark contrast when you look at the year by year, it's just like, ugh. yeah, his hair is, his hair is the thing for me right now, to be quite honest with you. It's the texture of his hair is just <laughs> very artificial. Cause like rookie Tom Brady looks like, like a right, like a right fielder for the Phillies. He looks like, <laughs> he looks like Tommy from down the block. Yeah, <laughs> he looks it, like yeah, like a kid you went to high school with, and you like sort of remember him a couple years later. He's just a guy, you know, the guy with the dimple on his chin. Yeah, That's like he looks it. like a guy that you run into, like you, like you go to a, you're not in the frat, but you go to the frat party, and you're like, <laughs> you know, you run into Tommy. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Man, oh, Tommy's man. a good time at the frat party. It's like, oh, would you be real friends with Tommy? No, yeah. and it. It, on like in like twenty, I remember in like twenty. Uh, when was the Deflate Gate thing? Uh, like 15. I want to say, say the sixteen season. Yeah, when he yeah. Suspended. So like 2013, 2014 was when he started being like widely regarded as like really handsome. I guess because I I distinctly remember in twenty. Uh, whenever the deflate gate thing was. So, yeah, I guess 2015, 2016, John Stewart saying, and I quote, I would fuck the hole in your chin. Um, <laughs> so. Oh, man. 
And that's our Tennessee Georgia preview. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I, Tennessee is in one of those spots where it's like they've they got that their one big upset in. But now they did. They, they sadly have to uh, keep things going. <laughs> do it again. Yeah. It, it, it can really. You do, can you pull off the impossible upset twice in a row? They made well, the mistake the, the flip of setting side, the standard. The flip side of that, and and the thing that, like me as a Tennessee fan, it it, it helps me to kind of mentally and emotionally prepare for what's probably about to happen this weekend, which is that they beat Alabama, they beat Florida, they beat. LSU, um, they don't really need to do anything else this season for me to be pretty happy with how it turned out. Um, yeah, if they win out, out at, like it, assuming, like if they if they lose to Georgia and they win out after that, um, they probably won't make the SEC championship because Georgia, you know, doesn't have anybody else on the schedule that's going to beat them potentially. Um, but. You know, if they win out after that and they they get placed in a New Year's Six Bowl, that is, I'm perfectly happy with that. Um, what are, what are the two playoff bowls this year? Um, that's a good question. I think, I it's, no idea. I think it's the Cotton I, and the Peach, I, isn't it? That sounds right. Is it uh, one of the years where um they're gonna put them on New Year's Eve and nobody's gonna watch them because no, everyone's partying? Probably, I'll Let's still see. watch because I'm a a, a a masochist, but um. Let's All right, out. so so the uh, semifinal. They are. They are. It it's is the Fiesta on Bowl and the Peach Bowl. New Year's Eve and Peach Bowl. Okay, so yeah, I, I mean, if they get placed in like the Cotton Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, I'd be happy with that. Um, Tennessee hasn't made the the Sugar Bowl since uh, nineteen ninety one, I think. Wow! Um, wow! Damn. The... West Virginia's been in the Sugar Bowl more recently. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and they haven't been in the Cotton Bowl since I think like two thousand three. So, uh, I mean, I, yeah, you'll take it's it. It's been a long time. The Fiesta Bowl has lost its way. I'm just going to say it. The Fiesta Bowl is, is the um, – It really fell off. Yeah, it really is like the, the worst of the New Year's Six Bowls. As soon as they lost the Tostitos sponsorship, it just went out the window. That's Who is the sponsor of it now? Verbo. Oh, uh, when I think of the fuck is Verbo? When I think Verbo of, is Airbnb. It's Airbnb, but worse. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow uh, worse, yeah. When I think of uh yeah, like Fiesta, I think of Verbo. And it was like it went from the Tostitos it, it was the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl for a couple of years. I mean that that wasn't great either, but at least PlayStation's like a big yeah. name. You you you're down to Verbo? Are they really yeah. swindling people that hard? They can sponsor. Why is Verbo's logo the same the same font as the Fox Media logo? Makes you Fox.com. <laughs> That's so weird. It's like I, I don't know. Like I feel like, and, and I get that they're just trying to make money with these sponsorships, but really, you know, the Tostitos. It's like okay, I understand why this is the Fiesta Bowl sponsor, um, and. Now it's like, you know, I don't know. It doesn't have the same ring to it. Um, like the, you know, if like Domino Sugar sponsored the Sugar Bowl, that would make sense. <laughs> There'd be so much confusion. Or if, Do- or if Domino's Pizza. Or if Domino's. Domino's wow. If Domino's Pizza sponsored the Sugar Bowl, it'd be the Domino's Sugar Bowl. The Domino's ever- Pizza Sugar Bowl? 
They would have to call it the Domino's Pizza is, Sugar Bowl one time. Is Chick-fil-A still the Peach Bowl sponsor? I think. That's, that's a good. great question. They are. Yeah. That one makes a little bit of sense. They I like have a that peach one. milkshake. That's one of their more better yeah. known uh, menu items. Who's who's the who is the Sugar Bowl sponsor? It used to be Allstate. I don't know who it is now. That sounds right. Let me uh I'm doing a search here. It was what Nokia they... before that. What a time that was. The Allstate um, Sugar Bowl, yeah. You got it. Yep. Okay. And then the Rose Bowl is Why does I don't it... even know. So it's... usually the um the Rose Bowl the Rose Bowl is the one w- which I guess like they actually care about. So it's the Rose Bowl game presented by Blank. <laughs> it's... They, they Why aren't put... they all like this? All right, they will I not. Have... They won't. This they won't is... put I've the sponsor. The, I've reached in the front. issue. I've reached a problem that I don't like. It's uh it's the Capital One. It's the Rose Bowl game presented by Capital One. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? Do you want to know the sponsor for the old, for the Orange Bowl? Capital uh, One. Capital One. <laughs> <laughs> Who let that happen? They got money. What the hell? That's kind of their thing. It's just yeah, but yeah, Capital money. One. Yeah, that's like their whole thing. <laughs> they have money. True. They have everyone else's money. Yeah. <laughs> the sponsor of the Rose Bowl before that was Northwestern Mutual. <laughs> okay. I liked. I liked when it was presented by Vizio. I thought that was kind of sleek. Does Walmart have a bowl? Uh not that I'm aware of. That's interesting the, that they um, don't. Are they? Just, do they think that they're below the that they're they're above the college so football? There's a level, and you see this with like naming rights for stadiums these days. There's a <laughs> level where it's like we want name recognition, but we are so big we just don't need it whatsoever. That's, yeah. That's so it's like what it's it's like these stadiums, and it's like crypto companies and like Acrisure Insurance or whatever. It's because, like, a company that's really big, they don't need their name on the stadium. It's kind of a waste for them at that point. So these companies that just have enough money but need the name recognition are the ones. And you're starting to see that with some of these stupid bowl games. I mean, the you know, the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. That was – oh, when when Tennessee played in that in 2015, (laughs) it was just the Tax Slayer Bowl. It was not even called the Gator Bowl. I mean, the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl is unhinged. (laughs) <laughs> what is that? Why is it not just the Frosted Flakes Bowl? That's incredible. What are we doing? Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. That's. I was looking up. I was like trying to think happen. of other. I was trying to think of other like, um, you know, big companies where that would be a waste for them, and I thought of Coca Cola immediately. Um, and I guess yeah. there used to be a bowl game sponsored by Coca Cola, and it was in Tokyo, Japan. What? Which man is? Um, not where I thought it would be. We have some great bowl games this year. I mean, there's too many to name almost. The Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by Skip. <laughs> no, no, that's not real. Hold on. The, that's it's not the real. Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by something else? The presented by Stifle. What, what is Stifle? S T I F E L. I refuse to believe this is real. Um we got what? the um here. The, we have the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. What? The Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> oh, Gasparilla yeah, Bowl. That's, that's not the best name of the Gasparilla Bowls ever had. Oh, shout, out to, shout out to the Bad Boy Mowers. Gasparilla bad Boy Bowl. Mowers. Let's go. They, bad Boy Mowers is the um, Pinstripe Bowl sponsor now. Let's that's fucking go. So, that's um, not I'm as good. They're, they're back, baby. They are back. But, like, <laughs> I don't know that. I think just anything being on the Gasparilla Bowl makes it inherently funny because it's the Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, that's a funny, funny name. So. 
Yeah, I, I gotta say my personal favorite is the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. <laughs> it used to be the Poinsettia Bowl, right? Yeah, it did. Did they change it to yeah. holiday? Yeah. Interesting. I'm looking at the <laughs> Which uh, one is uh, sponsored by Northrop Grumman? Oh, oh man. The, They're always the out military here. Bowl, right? Yeah. The military a, bowl this oh, the, year is um or the Army Bowl or whatever. The Paraton bowl. It's no longer it's no longer the presented by Northrop Grumman. Oh, Military Bowl is not it, it's presented by it's not a uh, it's not a name uh, first. Oh, the Armed Forces Bowl is the one that is still uh, That's Lockheed the one. Martin. I said I, I yeah, I said Army Bowl. I couldn't remember what it was actually called, but yes. Uh, the Military Bowl and the Armed Forces Bowl, which are different somehow. Roofclaim.com. You want to know who uh, the New Mexico Bowl is sponsored by this year? Oh, Lord. Um, PUBG Mobile. <laughs> That's amazing. The Fortnite Bowl. I can't wait for that. There, why is there no Fortnite Bowl? Why is there no Fortnite Bowl? Fortnite Bowl. I love that there's one. It's just called... $14 Virginia. Fortnite Bowl. It's just, <laughs> it's just called curable. Oh just, no, that was yeah. actually that was actually good. I think uh, curable, you know, like a charity. Sure. I think yeah, I think that's like for like cancer awareness or something, or maybe okay. cancer research. I figured, wouldn't it be? Shouldn't it be like the Jimmy V curable or something like that? If we're gonna do that, you would think it's the on. First on a... bowl is now sponsored by uh, Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Mm, I'm down with that. Can you guess who pays the least amount for their sponsorship? Um, it it's got to be like Bad Boy Mowers, right? Yeah, <laughs> not quite. It's uh, hold on, let me make sure. I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm sorted. I think I'm sorted by the right by the right uh, thing here. It's a hometown lenders for the <laughs> Bahamas Bowl. No man, they only pay two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. It used to be the it used to be the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl and the Makers Wanted Bahamas. If you took out a like, if you had access to a mortgage, you could pretty easily just get a sponsorship for a bowl game at that rate. <laughs> we should all pull you in, could. outbid the uh, what, who was it? The Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, we outbid them for the out, Bahamas outbid, Bowl. Uh, yeah, hometown lenders, hometown lenders for the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, I think we could do it. I think just put our money together, and be fantastic. Which is honestly a perfect name for it because it will be highly disputed, highly contested. Exactly, it'll be a close game. Who plays in the Bahamas Bowl? I want to know like what the teams are usually. Tie in the bowl tie-ins are the the MAC and Conference USA. It's a good bowl game in Nassau, Bahamas. Yeah, who is in? Uh, I only know Nassau from. Uh, well, one because it's the capital of the Bahamas, but two from Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag. Those are the two things that I know <laughs> Nassau from. Um, who is uh, who is in Conference USA? Yeah, I, I I can't now. It's like no one. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, they I all can't left for the summer. Anyone that's in it, ECU. I think aren't they in? The... Uh, they might have been one of the ones that left. Uh, let me check. Uh, UAB, FAU, FIU, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee. Oh, uh, Lord. Middle uh, Tennessee. The, uh, okay. Some of these are departing yeah. departing members. Oh, man. They really fall off, huh? Oh, let me, okay, let me give you the ones that are not currently listed as uh, departing. It's uh, 
FIU, Louisiana Tech, Middle Tennessee, uh, UTEP, and Western Kentucky. Okay. Uh, Lord. Shout out to both my sisters, by the way. They both go to Middle Tennessee. Nice. Uh, they will not be listening to this, but shout out to them anyway. Go uh, whatever mascot that is. <laughs> Blue Raiders. The Blue the Raiders. The Mitsu Blue Raiders. Murfreesboro, um, Tennessee. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. <clears throat> okay. Um, yeah, that, so that's, that is our Tennessee-Georgia preview, I guess. That is our Tennessee-Georgia preview. Um, we, we are, we're already um, – <laughs> that, those are bowl previews up in um, early November. <laughs> we got to get them in. I guarantee you no one's going through all of that yet this year, huh? Nope. Nope, not That's a content you'll only get here. Um, I'm looking through the rest of the college uh, schedule for this week, and Alabama LSU is six six versus ten. LSU is at ten is a joke. That's uh, what I. That's what I. They were twenty five when they lost to Tennessee, like, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they were. You're right. How did they bounce? Who did they beat? The committee is full of idiots. No one. Wait, hold on. Who did they beat? Nobody. That's a great question, Logan. Okay, they beat Ole Miss. Which oh, they, they beat nobody. Oh, they, they throttled Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's not that's not fifteen though. Fifteen, right? Yeah, they beat Florida. Yeah. They beat Auburn. We let's okay. They beat Auburn by four. Auburn's still unranked. Let's not get Auburn. Ahead of also, just fired here. their coach. Yeah. So <laughs> Auburn sucks. They're terrible. Did you guys you guys know who the inter, the interim coach at Auburn is now? Right. Um, it's um. Every part of me wants to say like Ed Orgeron, even though I know it's not Logan. Who it is. You're gonna love. You're gonna love this. The interim head coach of the Auburn Tigers is Cadillac Williams. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Isn't that oh, incredible? Oh, wow. That is not a name I've heard in Carnell a very Williams. long time. Ex- yeah, exactly. Cadillac Williams, what the fuck? He was he played for Auburn in like what 2003? Yeah, like oh, he was drafted in like 05, I think. Like, wasn't he on that? He was on that like 03 Auburn team that like kind of got screwed out of the uh national championship game, probably. Yeah, he's 40 years old, yeah, which is that, that's that's frightening to hear. That's amazing. Uh, um, yeah, fifth, fifth pick in the 2005 NFL draft. The head coach of the Auburn Tigers. That's right. Kyle what is, hold on. Let me look up his coaching resume here. Does he yeah. have a coaching resume? <laughs> I didn't. I had no idea he was a coach until, until now. Uh, Let's see. He graduate assistant, University of West Georgia, <clears throat> in, uh, which is like Division Two, I think, in 2016. Um, he was a running backs coach for IMG Academy. That's basically a college team. Yeah. And, yeah. Um running backs coach for the Birmingham Iron in the AAF. That's amazing. A oh, little Jesus. history lesson for you. Um and then he had been hired... the running backs coach at Auburn since twenty nineteen. I had no idea. Wait, so what how is he the interim head coach? They promoted the running backs coach <laughs> to head coach. That's kind of incredible, yeah. That's like if um, that's the, like if who else president... is on this staff that they just said no thanks. That's a decoy. That's fake. That's like how like the uh, you know on the presidential like chain of command, it's like the secretary of the interior is like somewhere on there. 
It's like if Dev Howland became the uh, president of the United States. In some <laughs> president Ben Carson. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Pete, it'd be like Pete Buttigieg getting uh, becoming president. Oh man, which we know will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're on the record as saying, I speak on behalf of this entire podcast that I'm a guest on. <laughs> we're on the record as saying Pete Buttigieg will never win the presidency, ever. No matter how much he wants it. Who's Mike Hartline? That sounds like a name that I've heard before. That's their quarterback coach. Mike Hartline uh, played at Ohio. He was previously Ohio Dominican offense coordinator. Wow. Oh, hell yeah. He played at Kentucky. Okay. Wasn't he like a, I feel like he was a backup somewhere. He was signed as an undrafted free agent in 2011 by the Colts. Oh, that's why I know him. 2011 oh, yeah, you, was the year you were, uh, Peyton, fan. you were a Colts fan in the year 2011. I was. Uh, 2011 was the year, I believe, the year Peyton Manning missed. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I they remember. Win, they won one the, game, two games. They won two. Uh, I remember that. Curtis Painter. Um, yeah, Curtis they... Painter was the quarterback. I believe Hartline may have played at some point. Um, do you remember? Do you remember who they beat? <laughs> uh, I believe it was like the last two games of the season or something. My the wheels are turning oh. here. I thought it might have been the Packers, but I was remembering the Packers were like thirteen and zero, lost to the Chiefs in twenty eleven. Don't know why. Oh, wait, I no. it. Romeo Cornell was the coach. Was, tw- actually, twenty eleven was Peyton Manning's uh, last year with the Colts. Uh, oh wait, no, never mind. No, you're right because the twenty twelve draft would have been Andrew Luck. Yeah, it was his last right. year, but he did not play. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so who did they beat that year? Let me look at the schedule here. Um, they had a preseason win over the Bengals, for what that's worth, which is nothing. There Incredible. you go. And then they beat the Titans and the Texans. That adds up. Uh, they yeah, beat in weeks Titans 15 by... and 16, I see, yeah. <laughs> so no they wins the is what you're saying. Touchdowns. They didn't beat anybody. <laughs> so I guess the Texans were decent that year, right? Uh, no, no, the, they were not. 2011? 2011? What, are we, um, what year are we talking about? We're talking about 2011. They, I think, they, uh, yeah, they, they finished... went 10 and 6. All right. Yeah. Well, that was the year that they, that was the year that they destroyed the Bengals in the first round of the in the uh, wild card round. That's yeah. right. That's right. Was that their first playoff win as a franchise? Because they haven't been had to be. for very long. It had to be probably. They've only been a franchise since like 03. Yeah, yeah. I think this was the year that uh, T.J. Yates played in the playoffs against the Ravens and they lost. Jesus. There was a point in time uh, that I don't think a lot of people think about much, and maybe it's kind of escaped people's memory, when there was an odd number of teams in the NFL. Um, That's so strange to think about now. That is very weird to think about. I'd be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) The last expansion team was the Texans in, what, 2000? 2002? 2003, right? 2003. I think it was 2002. Yeah, 0203, and they drafted D- David Carr, and it worked out sw- swimmingly. <laughs> Tom Brady was in his like fourth year. Yes, he <laughs> Tom Brady's been in the league longer than the, Tex- than the Texans. Damn. <laughs> it's just a fact. <laughs> wow, that sucks. When did Tom Brady play the Texans for the first time? Um, Such a good question. It had to be within the first, I mean, within the first three years. Right. 
of their existence because they they definitely weren't in first place to play the Patriots those first couple of years. The way the schedule, I mean, I assume the scheduling, yeah, scheduling been the same back then. So, yeah. So, speaking of Cadillac Williams, you know, uh, you know who else was a uh, a great running back on that Auburn team? Logan, uh, you know, you know the answer to this, don't you? Uh, I think so. I I don't remember. <laughs> For a long time. I was Cadillac, Cadillac, time, so. Cadillac Williams was the uh, the fifth pick as a running back from Auburn in that 2005 draft. You know who the second overall pick in that draft was? Also a running back from Auburn. Uh, uh, fucking, I can't pull it that, up. That would enough. be that would be that would be Ronnie Brown. Oh, you know, oh Ronnie Brown! A great running back named Ronnie Brown. <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie Brown. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> of our Shepherd University Rams. <laughs> and that's a segue. Oh boy. That's beautiful. Man, Tyson. He's coming. It's officially rec it's a it's officially record watch week. He had five Finally. touchdown passes against uh Bloomsburg. And he's two away from tying Jimmy Terwilliger against Jimmy Terwilliger. And Is that how you pronounce his name? Terwilliger, yeah. Okay. Because his, his uh, name, Martinsburg's, name Martinsburg's me... kicker is has the same last name, even though they're not related. Oh wow! His name well, kind of makes me upset. There was a, there was a, a famous uh, mobster who rigged the World Series who has my last name, and we're not related either. <laughs> That's you true. should claim them anyway. I kind of want to. So, yeah, the funny there's actually a story with that. Brent Terwilliger is the kicker for the Martinsburg Bulldogs. And he said that he looked them up. He looked up. He found like Jimmy Terwilliger one day and saw he was East Stroudsburg's coach. And he was just like, "Oh, this is interesting. I'm going to send him my highlight reel, as my kicking highlight reel." And now Brent Terwilliger is going to go to East Stroudsburg. <laughs> oh my god! That kind of rules. <laughs> I like that. That's kind of hilarious. But yeah, so Tyson is like, yeah. He throws three touchdowns this week, and he's going to be the all-time touchdown leader for division two for a career yeah and um, yeah well how many i mean they've got what two regular season games left or one two technically the second one is the conference championship if the, uh, since now they've clinched the, the east this past week okay um so two left really and, and i mean and then the playoffs count towards those stats he's got he's got to throw what 11 or, or 12, I guess, to have the record to himself for all uh, cultural. To have it to himself, he needs 12. Okay. Um, so mean... he's got he's going to have at least three games to do it. Right. I, that seems doable. Them I mean, being, you know. them, if they win the PSAC in, by winning the champion the conference championship game, it actually works against them getting the record because they'll have the first round by. <laughs> oh, true. Yeah. Can you imagine they tanked the game just to get him the, <laughs> the awards? It's like, eh, we don't need a home game. We'd rather give Tyson some more. Uh... They're up like they're up like twenty to nothing on accident. They start throwing the game to get the <laughs> take away the bar. Yeah, they hilarious. get they get up. They they throw like eight touchdowns with Tyson, and then they just let let them get back into it. I feel like if they clearly have not been over utilizing Tyson not that there's such a thing but they they clearly haven't 
let the records influence how they're calling these games. Yeah. I think this needs to just be the week you do it. You just got to go yes. for it. We need to they... playing someone bad. I don't even know who they're actually playing this week. East Stroudsburg. How are they? That's my question here. Oh, not not yeah. any good. Okay, well, so they could probably he could probably win or throw you know a few and touchdowns. On listen, that. if if Tyson comes out and they're slinging it, and let's say he throws a couple picks or he's making some dumb decisions, then all right, all right, we'll get to the run game. We'll just go ahead. We'll we'll take care of business. But if you come out and you you let him, you know, go down, throw the ball every single play down the field, and he's efficient and it's working for you, just just air it out the rest of the day. There's I have no problem with that, and they shouldn't either. No, man. Make it another lock haven game. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, I would say that they kind of like subtly tried to get Tyson those those touchdowns because two of them were touch passes uh, towards the goal line. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. And they don't run that too often. They don't. Uh, East Stroudsburg coming into last week was 73rd in the SP Plus with the 101st offense and 70th uh, – or 101st offense and 43rd defense. Okay. Uh, I would rather those numbers be reversed, but I think it's doable. Um, I mean, a bad yeah. offense will get their offense back on the field, you know? Yeah, yeah. And there's been, there's been, I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't been keeping up as much as you guys, obviously. I, but I, I mean, I know Tyson's had some NFL uh, interest around him. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sources it, say it seems, it seems like he's, going to be viewed as like a mid-round talent by the NFL. Um, now, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to go in the middle rounds. It doesn't that, necessarily mean he's going to go in the fourth because right. there's going to be guys There's going to be guys that don't get picked and, you know, that are higher up on people's boards, you know. Because <clears throat> you hear all the time NFL teams that are like, oh, we had this guy as a second-round talent. We got him in the fourth round. So when do they get – when did their fourth-round talents actually come off the board? Probably like the sixth. That seems unprecedented to me. Uh, that is. I don't know how many D2 quarterbacks have been drafted like, at all. A D2 quarterback to be drafted in the mid-round, is that, that feels unprecedented to me. Um, yeah, I mean, you figured, I, I would imagine if you can find uh, the right source for it, I imagine if you just found a list of all D2 quarterbacks drafted, you know, ever, I, it's probably not – and a real long list. No. I mean, maybe if you get back to like when the draft first started and college football is a little bit different, maybe you got a couple here and there, maybe. But um, like I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Terry Bradshaw played D2 football or something like that. Um, like I don't think he yeah, was. Yeah, but like, I mean, Terry that wasn't Bradshaw like high level. played when, you know, the like Terry Bradshaw played when you did not need to be that talented to be a quarterback. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Like, that's what I'm saying is like the list might be a little more full on that yeah. end. But I mean, in, in recent years, I mean, I I would imagine I we would have heard more about the, the D2 quarterbacks being drafted if there I, weren't. Yeah, I, I don't remember a Division two quarterback ever even being drafted at all. Um, if there was one, it's probably, yeah, you know, 20, I mean, you know, sixth, seventh round maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they are getting drafted, I mean, the, nobody's <laughs> yeah, counting drafted be, pickers. I mean, if, if you draft on that high. As a fourth rounder is insane to me. Um, like, I'm happy about it. Like, uh, you know, it's great. 
I hope he does well. I, I'm really rooting for him to start an NFL game at some point. That would that be certainly insane. happen. That's as good as a national title if you're Shepard, right? I mean, oh my god, like you're you're a former quarterback starting an NFL game. Like that's sick. <laughs> um, I don't right. see fourth round. I'm, I mean, you know, if he comes out in all this the postseason stuff and has like an unbelievable, like he's just blowing these scouts out of the water, then like fourth round is the absolute ceiling. But I mean, I you know, sixth round or something like that, I'll see it. I think I would be I would be happy with anything really, um, but fourth round would be great because then I could I could point to that when people have never heard of my college. Uh, yes, you say I know long. what that is, and then everybody on TV says uh, from D two Shepherd out of West Virginia because yeah. they got they got to stay this they got to give you the state because nobody yeah. knows where these schools are. Right. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Tom I mean, McShay. Tom McShay. Say Tom McShay's right. already tweeted about uh, Tyson once. Oh yeah. <laughs> I yeah, this say, point, yeah, I mean, I, um, I work in Virginia, and most people haven't even heard of it, and the states are next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, point um, you know, uh, not accounting for any crazy setbacks, I'd say he's going to get drafted. Don't know where. Probably one of the last two rounds, but I think somebody is going to use a draft pick on Tyson's. Yeah. It just feels barring a Barring a huge, I mean, catastrophe, I I have to agree with that. I mean, yeah. the main thing would be some type of injury. Um, I don't know how bad he could possibly play in any of the remaining games. Because, I mean, you know, not there's not many games left, first off. But also, like, if he were to come out and have that bad of a game, it's not going to knock the draft stock that hard. And also, if he's looking that bad and it's early, they're just going to start running the ball because they can do that now. So, um, yeah. it's never going to show up that bad, that poorly on the stat sheet. And he's had some games this year where – you know, it's it, the numbers haven't been gaudy, and it's because they're running the ball. Like, you know, if it's pouring down rain, all right, we'll put up 250 rushing yards and throw for maybe 190, 200. So, um, I think he's in pretty solid position to stay healthy, and I, I think he's probably going to kill the process. You know, <laughs> knowing what I know about him. Oh yeah, um, he's he's a great and he's and he's, he's also extremely talented. I mean, yes. Um, you know, it, it helps he's on a really good team. It, it makes it a little easier. But even then, I mean, there are times where he look like on the same level as his team, whether it's him making just a ridiculous throw and it's it's not really a throw that his receivers have ever had to catch before. I mean, NFL windows, um, contested stuff where it, it's, it's catches an NFL or D1 player might make, but the guys at D2, as good as they are, they just aren't making those type of catches. So, Yeah, I mean, I, I've been to two of his games. Uh, you guys have been to more than me, obviously. But, I mean, the two games that I went to, both of them really uh, <clears throat> really impressed me with his talent. So, I, I think, uh, barring some catastrophe, he's going to get drafted. And I, I'm sure he'll get playing time at some point in the NFL, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Todd McShay tweet is, from September 27th, a few other quarterbacks that are getting buzz from NFL scouts, Washington's Michael Penix Jr., Shepard's Tyson Bajan, and Purdue's Aiden McConnell, who's nursing injury but expected back soon. So, so two Wild Power West. 5 teams and a Division 2. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> kind of crazy. That should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, yeah Tyson just makes those throws every week where you're just taken aback by them because – 
you're not seeing it from anybody else and to see him in person right because i mean at least us i mean we're not going to nfl games regularly we're not really hitting like big power five games on a regular basis and so to see those throws in person you're like oh like this is <laughs> this is the real deal here on here like mm-hmm. the accuracy I mean, it, does he have things to work on if he's going to move up to the next level? A hundred percent. But that's yeah. kind of what this process is going to be for. Um, and that's what, you know, OTAs in a training camp would do for him as well to see if he'll stick with somebody. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, teams, if, listen, if somebody is in love with him and they think, hey, maybe he could be our backup or he's somebody we want to keep around for a little bit, then, yeah, we'll bring him into camp and, and see if he can adjust up here. So. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, Shepard's all alone as number one in the Super Region. Only undefeated team. And Ashland did come in at, uh, at second place here. Yeah, the you know, they were fraudulent. They lost to a 4-4 four and four team. It, I'm I beginning to think, to, to kind of bring this full circle a little bit, um, Tennessee really is the Shepherd of Division One, um, in that I do think they are the this third year, best yeah. team. <laughs> um, but the other two teams are quite a notch above them. Because um, in Division Two, it's Grand Valley State and Ferris State. Yes. Yep. Um, and Ferris State and Georgia feel like the same team. Um, and yeah, hopefully Tennessee does a little better against Georgia than Shepard did against Ferris State last year. Uh, well, we'll see. Um, yeah, the thing with um the thing with those top two teams that helps is they are in the same region, so like you would end up facing one of them. Yes. Um, if you right. got to that point, um, and we'll get we'll get uh Russell Goodacre on the show next week, uh, a D two expert, uh, to come on here and uh, to 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 break it down for us because we'll have a a better idea or not next week maybe two weeks from two now, weeks I guess two weeks um two weeks once we know the playoff picture, um. I think next week we'll see if we can get uh, the TV 10 Shepherd play-by-play man, Nick Ferzellini on the show. Okay. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get the, some good expertise in here to, to break it down. I think based on what I've seen from Shepard and, you know, maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> but um, cause I, I don't think they've, to, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't think they've really been truly tested yet. Callen cuts down a really good, I thought they played pretty poorly against Kutztown, who's, you know, not having a the amazing did. year. Yeah. Defensively, I mean, terrible. I thought the offense was 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 pretty good after the first couple drives there, um, once they got together. Um, and then against Cal, I mean, Cal's really good, um, but they were at home and it took overtime. I think if you're as good as Shepard wants to be, probably shouldn't have. Um, probably being a little greedy and picky there, but uh, the teams you're going to face here coming up in a few weeks are going to be really good um but that being said i think based on what i've seen from them on both sides of the ball i think defense has improved overall and i think the offense is a lot more balanced which has kind of shown itself in the box score and also kind of to the eye test i think they've closed the gap a little bit with those those top two teams you mentioned i don't know if they're there um but even even with that being said i think last year and this is why home field matters at why it's why seating matters i think if that game at fair state isn't in the a blizzard basically i think you see shepherd compete with them for for maybe like a half or so 
and then get worn down a little bit. I think right. Fair State was going to run all over them regardless. They yeah, could they just couldn't throw the ball. Any weather. I mean, it could be 100 degrees. They don't throw the ball, and they didn't need to because Jared Bernhardt was a beast. Um, but, yeah, Shepard last year really needed to throw the ball to, to really keep up on offense, and they just weren't going to do that in that blizzard. And especially against a defense that's really good on top of it, I mean, it just wasn't going to happen. Um, this year, if things play a little more favorable and um, – you know, you get the conditions and you, you start out without a catastrophe, a turnover. You might be able to hang with one of those teams. I think you're right. Yeah. And it, they're just more balanced this year. Like the defense and the running game is just like, the balance is everything. I mean, the defense could be just Kyle, as bad, yeah, like right? Kyle Smith, Dwayne Grantham. Like they have some legit players on defense. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key there because um, the defense could be the exact same. Right. And, you know, they weren't God awful as a defense. I, you know, definitely the <laughs> a weaker part of the team. Uh, too many, too many chunk plays in the passing game. But mm-hmm. um, the balance on offense, I mean, those guys, if you're at a disadvantage on defense, at least, you know, keep those guys fresh. Right. So, yeah. Right. So, what they got East Stroudsburg and then. I mean, IUP lost, but they're still they still have the tiebreaker for it's, it's in the West. Probably going to be IUP if I had to guess. That's kind of what I'm sticking in my mind. Um, obviously, if you if it somehow ended up being Gannon, I think you're you're <laughs> you're cool with that. Um, I mean, n- none of the three are, are pushovers by any by any measure, especially on the road. But um, IUP or Slippery Rock, I think you probably maybe go IUP. Yeah, um, I think they've, they've just played numbers. Yeah. They've played them. They've played them better, especially in recent years. Also, so yeah, IUP was able to jump up in the top twenty in SP plus, but they're still only nineteenth and slippery rocks tenth, and they've been in the top like twelve to ten all year. Yeah, I mean it, and you know, even you face one of them next week, the week or two weeks after that, if you win, you might be facing the same team, or you might be facing one of them again. So. Yeah, it probably would certainly come out to something like that. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think we've seen the last of the uh, the PSAC after next week. I'll I'll say no, that. I think I think Slippery Rock is probably the second best team in that region. Yeah, I think seating seating is going to be really interesting, um, regardless of what Shepard does these next two weeks. Um, I'm really interested to see like what the the pathways are going to be, not just for our region, but the other ones, because um, we're, we're going to want some chaos in the other regions to knock off some of these top teams. Yes, yes, and we'll get into that these next couple weeks. We're it's going to be probably even more shepherd intensive than it's been. Oh yeah, for sure. But this is a good this is a good chunk here. We're getting you primed for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see we'll see what we do next week, but then two weeks after that, going to the playoffs, I'm sure we'll we'll have a big uh, shepherd show there. But uh, other than that, uh, there was a there was a good bit of other stuff that happened this week in the uh, the NFL, and literally just today in the NFL. Good lord! <laughs> oh, it's been an eventful day. Yeah, um, what a year it's been! <laughs> what a year it's been today. Yeah, yesterday was um, not just the NFL and everything. I mean, an insane sports day in the news, and <laughs> there weren't really many games played. I mean, there was a World Series game. But you know, you know how baseball is on the back burner these days. Uh, man, well, yesterday the NFL, you had NFL trade deadline was absurd. Well, yesterday you had that, and you had the 
first college football playoff rankings come out. So it was like it just a lot of information coming in at once, all of it controversial. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm a little glad that the you know the trades kind of overshadowed the fact that Tennessee is now number one in the country. <laughs> you want to stay hidden? I'm trying to stay hidden. I don't really <laughs> want my team to be. I'd rather Hendon Hooker not be a marked man at the moment. Yeah, that's been the uh, the, the the motto of Holly Anderson on the shutdown forecast all year is stop looking at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I have to agree with her. Um, yeah. So the NFL trade deadline was a lot more eventful than usual yesterday. Um, so it started off with what on Monday, Roquan Smith getting traded to the Ravens, which. I'm all in on that. They gave up a second and a fifth. Uh, I think it wasn't I, I kind of had a feeling at the rate it seemed like the word around was the Ravens were going to do something. But then I thought I was like, well, probably not receiver. And there he Prince. Is. <laughs> Your first What a guy. Prince. Hell yeah, Prince. <laughs> Make yourself known. Prince has many thoughts on Roquan Smith. He, As he do just we couldn't all. wait to talk about it. As do we all. Yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, what are the Ravens going to do? Is it pass rusher? Like, no, they, they're kind of getting their pass rushers back. And I like for a split second, I, like linebacker came to mind, but no one, no one obvious popped up. But I should have thought of this, Roquan Smith. I mean, he wasn't going to do anything with the Bears. And I mean, I'm a big fan of this because Patrick Queen has his ups and downs, and Malik Harrison and Josh Bynes aren't really like guys that you would love having out there like as many snaps as many snaps as they have them. So Roquan's going to be a really fun guy to have out in coverage. They can blitz him, you know, in the run game whatever it is. So I really like that trade. It's a now the question is, you know, he's a free agent at the end of the year, what do you do with him? I have a feeling they'll try to sign him. I wouldn't be shocked if they just tried to let him go and like recoup the third round comp pick next year to say, well, you know, we gave up a second and a fifth, but we got back a third the following year. That wouldn't shock me. But I think it kind of makes it more likely that they would say not extend Patrick Queen. They, like the follow- I think it'd be the following year and not pick up his fifth, not pick up his fifth year option in the off season. So there's definitely a possibility of that. But other, other than that, um, I really like the move. It makes their defense a lot more, like, full, I guess you could say. Because they're getting David Ojabo and Tyus Bowser back. Bowser's probably going to play Monday. Ojabo might. They got Justin Houston back. And they still have Calais up front and Matabike. And the secondary, when it's healthy, is really good. And it's pretty much healthy right now, uh, other than Marcus Williams. Once they get Marcus Williams back, I think the defense is ready to roll. Just uh, figure out the offense, uh, Greg Roman, please, someone. The Ravens really are just the most perplexing team to me right now in the NFL. Um, and I say that not just as a Ravens fan, but just in general. Like, they, they, they're they one of the most talented – pound for pound, probably the most talented team in the NFL. Um, if not, if it's probably them and the Eagles. Yeah, and – and, and the, then it's and, and in the, the it's the Chiefs and the Bills, but it's like um, the Chiefs is like mostly their offense and Patrick Mahomes, right. and like the um, Bills is mostly their offense. But they, I mean, they also have like Von Miller and Tre'Davious White. Right, the Eagles have a good uh, team all around, but then the Ravens do too. So you know, and and the Ravens are struggling every week. 
literally every week. I mean, they 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 can't they can't win a game convincingly. It seems like. I mean, yeah, they're scraping by every single week to get a win over teams that are not that good. Um, yeah, and... I think it's uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins getting hurt again doesn't ha- it doesn't help. But it's the fact that, you know, their one good wide receiver, Rashad Bateman's also been hurt. Devin DuVernay is good, but he's really ideally like a number three, not a number two or a number one like he is right now with Bateman out. Bateman's probably also ideally right now a number two. Maybe he can grow into a number one. But Greg Roman's not a good offensive play caller. He's just not. No, I've, he just really isn't. I've, I've and, had I've had a lot less qualms with him this year, but it's it's not it's not like a complete turnaround. Greg Roman remind he he makes me he feels like um like me in high school where it was like I was pretty much able to get by in my classes. Um, I could have done well in all my classes if I had applied myself at all, but I knew <laughs> that I could pass, so I just didn't bother. Greg Roman just um, doesn't care enough. Yeah, Greg Roman has <laughs> sleepwalking through it. Greg Roman has gifted, Greg He's... Roman has gifted kid burnout. Yes, he really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He he knows he's good enough to get by. He's uh, you know not to not to make myself you know sound like I was great at anything. I wasn't, uh, but you know he's he knows he can get by, so he does uh, with minimal effort. Which yeah. is not what you want from your offensive coordinator. Maybe the uh, maybe the Ravens are just really in it for the neutral fans who want to watch a uh, close competitive football game. They're just, <laughs> they're just entertainers first and then competitive second. Well, for entertainers, they don't score a lot of points. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to please everybody, right? Some people want to see <laughs> good defense and close low scoring games. And those people all live in like Alabama. Roll Tide. Yeah. So there was that. That's the Ravens side of things. The Steelers side of things was interesting as well, Ryan, because the Bears basically flipped that second round pick to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. Except they traded their own for second. Yeah, the see, that, second, was, that was is, the thing. Which is even uh, like wild. It's even a higher pick, more than likely. Um, so I saw that it was a second rounder. And my first thought was, wow, they gave up a lot. For Claypool, because Claypool was a second rounder, um, and then you know they got a couple years out of him. I honestly thought if they traded him, it would be like third rounder at best. Probably it's probably gonna be like a fourth rounder, right? They just wanted to get him out of there. Yeah, um, change of scenery. You don't really have much use for him. Expanded role, George Pickens, all that stuff. Um, I saw there was a second rounder, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this is unbelievable. You know, even though it's a late second rounder, we got the Ravens pick, like still great stuff. And then it came out that it was the Bears actual pick. <laughs> I could not believe it. Like probably top 45, like top 40 pick. It's yeah. It, yeah. And I just, I mean, listen, it's not like Claypool was a complete lost cause. Like you could, you could get something out of him if you have really good coaching. But the thing with the Bears is that they clearly aren't getting much out of their wide receivers. Um, and, you know, listen, if Claypool goes off and he has a great career, then good for him. But he's just kind of gotten worse year over year, and he does not know how to utilize his his big frame. Um, he's not 
a breakaway speedster, though he is fast for his size. Um, he's just not great at one thing. Um, the one thing he was really good at was contested catches, and he just can't do that anymore for whatever reason. Um, leaves his feet too much catching the ball. Uh, lets it, the ball get to him. He doesn't attack it. Like it, He's just been really disappointing, and it, it sucks to see how he's fallen because he really was good as a rookie. Um, it's not really revisionist history. I mean, he was he was solid. People loved him. Um, but, I mean, that's, man, that's a second rounder for him, that's – I mean, you stole from them. And what's funny is the the Packers were going to offer their second rounder, and the the Bears said, okay, we'll, we'll match it. And the Steelers were like, okay, the Bears are probably going to have a higher pick, which, you know, <laughs> we'll see about that one even. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, who knows? That but... might be a closer pick than you think. But, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thrilled with that. Uh, and then they made a trade with Washington, which is kind of a nothing trade. You know, I'm thrilled to get the the second rounder. I mean, the rest is is gravy. Yeah, I I was uh in the DMs with uh Justice Mosqueda and our our gr- the Madden Pals group chat. Uh, the hellscape that that is. But uh, <laughs> update on Madden update on Madden Pals is that the game is broken. And like fr- like frozen, and the, the league might be dead because of uh, EA, EA Sports's uh, development of the game being uh, garbage. I've hit the same problem. I'm just playing like kind of personal, like it's not my player in Madden or whatever, but it's like my created player. I'm, uh, he's a quarterback playing playing his career, my career. What do they call it in Madden? I have no clue. Face but of the franchise. Face of the franchise. Yeah, I'm playing that advance the week like it's just there's no options for me to click on so it's it's really um something that's really kind of scared me um so with the new college like college football game going on it's it's been i don't know i know where this is going yeah the new college football game coming out it's like i don't know that i trust ea sports to make a decent game anymore yeah um and so i'm not getting my hopes up at all really for the new college football game because I know that it's going to suck shit like because <laughs> EA sports is making it. I mean, um, it's it's going to be just Madden, right? With a different skin on it, basically. Yeah. yeah. And that's terrifying. Um, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have been playing EA. I have been playing NCAA 2010 uh, for the last, uh, I guess, uh, 13 years. Yeah. Um, which is kind of wild because I, I go in, I'll like start a new franchise or a, a dynasty is what they called it. And I'll start a new dynasty and it'll be like, like Tim Tebow is in the game. <laughs> That's great. Tim Sounds Tebow fun. is the starting quarterback of Alabama. Yeah. It's, um, and, and they haven't called or Alabama. Good Lord. Florida. Jesus Christ. That'd be Honestly, Tim Tebow transferring <laughs> to Florida to Alabama probably would have won a little bit more, even more yeah. than he he already did. Though Alabama at that point wasn't like you know Alabama now, so um, yeah, that's the the thing, and the, it's it's not NCAA football, right? It's it's college football. So mm-hmm. what what is what kind of licensing deals are we gonna have here, like? It's got to be, like, separate with every school, I think. Is it even going to be... Or, like, every conference. Like, real teams? Have have they even confirmed that? Because they haven't put NCAA on it. 
it's just college football. So it's going to be what people think it's going to be, or is it, they going to? I think it's just they have to go through because they already have the licensing deals with with the college teams for the face of the franchise stuff. That's true. So I think it's just going to be going through the schools of the conferences, which it just might be that there might be a, a ham, there might be a school here or there that isn't in it. <laughs> Because of like they have some sort of negotiating hangup. What is um what is funny with that is um when you do the face of the franchise, like they don't even let you pick from all the schools. <laughs> it's like here's these powerhouse schools you can pick from. We didn't care to put the rest in the game. Yeah, I, I think I know I think powerhouses because I remember I remember like Texas being on there. Is, yeah, is, uh, I thought this question to myself, uh, who's going to be like the biggest school to not be included in the game? Uh, and I, my mind immediately goes to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> They're just going to yeah, have I mean, some sort of hang up. If you get some deals with the conferences, I mean, Notre Dame's just kind of doing their own thing. So, like Notre Dame's going to say, like, ask for too much money or like have some sort of moral objection. Or, uh, I need some. I, I think it, I mean the easy workaround to that seems to be to just like give the community freedom to create teams like they did in uh, in NCAA fourteen, but add teams without removing them is the big thing here. Yeah, that's um, the, yeah. because in NCAA fourteen, there's no way to add teams without removing them without removing one. You mean do uh, something for the fans? Yeah, no, they can't do that. That's Fan insane. service? That sounds ridiculous. Yeah, that Sickening. does seem a little bit a little bit far-fetched. Um, but if they were able to do that, that would be great. If you're listening, EA Sports, you fucks. I need oh. – <laughs> <laughs> that'll butter them up. I need a brave soul to make a uh, D2 um, video game for football. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I would play – oh, my gosh. I'd, I'd put we will be able to play as Tights Invasion in a future Madden. Wow. Yeah, I think, yeah. I just, yeah, right? Like, we need him to in, get like, the past. Next Madden. We need him <laughs> to get past. Yeah, in the next the, one. We need him to get past the training camp. Like, we need him to make training on, a, on, a, on an active roster. Or else we won't get him. We need him to well, clear. The, the, free, the free agent pool goes pretty deep in Madden. Like, we there's, gotta, a, lot of, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of names in there that you wouldn't expect. Clear that well, threshold. And, and I'm I'm sure that uh, you know they'll he'll he'll make a he'll make a roster somewhere. I would take him over a lot of the guys that are on rosters now. So he could be Bailey Zappy, maybe better. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Bailey Zappy amazing, only had one good year. You know? What an amazing lifetime Bailey Zappy has had. He broke Joe Burger all of Joe Burrow's records, and then we're like, yeah, this D two guy, he's better. <laughs> Yeah, it's us at least. But then Bailey Zappi goes on. And now people are saying Bailey Zappi is better than uh, first-round Alabama quarterback Mac Jones, and he should start for the New England Patriots. <laughs> That's fair. I would I mean, they were chanting over Mac name. Jones. What's that? I said I would take Tyson Bajan over Mac Jones. Same, yeah. That's fair. Has Tyson Bajan ever been caught on video with uh, cocaine over all over his nose? Probably not. Not that I know of. <laughs> You're like I would have seen it. I mean, that would make that would make him cooler, but yeah. <laughs> oh fair. my gosh! Yeah, <clears throat> we have a uh, we have breaking news here. That's never good. Kyrie Irving has put out a statement for the Nets. That's not good. Who asked? 
<laughs> I oppose all forms of hatred and oppression and stand strong with communities that are marginalized and impacted every day. I am aware of the negative impact of my post towards the Jewish community, and I take responsibility. I do not believe everything said in the documentary was true or reflects my morals and principles. I am a human being learning from all walks of life, and I intend to do so with an open mind and a willingness to listen. So for my family and I, we meant no harm to any one race, group, or religion of people and wish only to be a beacon of truth and light. Thank you, Kyrie Irving. All right, I'm just going to stormfront.com <laughs> slash Kyrie Irving. Well, you <laughs> you got to hand it to Kyrie. At least he was quick to get the statement out. You do not, under any circumstances, have to get handed to Kyrie Irving. <laughs> what has it been? I mean, what is, it's been like a week now. Like it has. <laughs> Jeez. He's done multiple interviews. He did that like post game interview where he was just like the most combative man in the world. Yeah, bickering. What did, he, what did I don't? I actually don't even know what he did. Um, I did he do the Kanye thing where he was just like, kind of was the Jews. Well, kind of, what he did was he posted a link to an a, to an Amazon Prime documentary, a, a, a documentary that can be found on Amazon Prime, uh, which he said he found by uh, searching for the term Yahweh and seeing what came up. <laughs> um, but in the it's like a it's like a Black Israelite like kind of uh, documentary basically, and oh, it, cool. within it, it, you know, it gets into like you know, you know. Who are the real Jews, and what, why, why, why do these Jews get to be the ones that call themselves that? And how much do they control in the world? You know, is it all of it? Question mark. <laughs> I also have some breaking news out of the NBA. Um, I can't confirm it, but I can report. Uh, I think Tom Thibodeau is dying his hair. Wow, it looks a little dark tonight, more than usual. I don't know if it's the new beard or what, but um. Okay, yeah. Now, since I also have I have the Cavs Celtics game one. There's like God. There's like two other big things we need to talk about. Um, the Nets firing Steve Nash, and then they're probably gonna hire Ime Yudoka. <laughs> what the hell is that? What the hell? What is going on? Well, listen. They they clearly need a culture change, so they're gonna hire someone who's never done anything wrong. Yeah, so they've they've cleared up that uh you know they've cleared things up with Kyrie. They may have had him apologize, and now they're going to bring in a uh, coach, a new coach with uh, no blemishes on his record. So if he comes back, right? Can he just can he just change teams and coach because he's suspended by his team and not the league? That's what I, I was wondering. I do think he was suspended by the Celtics. Yeah. So I think. He can just freely walk in like tomorrow and start coaching the Nets. The thing I'm interested in is like he's still with the Celtics. He's under contract with them. Mm-hmm. The like, Celtics apparently have they... said that they're gonna let that they would let him walk. Oh man. See, I'd get I'd get some picks or something. Yeah, no. Apparently they're just gonna let but him go. I think um I think Instead of picks, you get. We don't have to deal with that problem anymore. We don't have to answer yes, those questions. That's, that's that's the thing. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's what they're the, going. Uh, they're saying, that you know PR, what? You want to leave? Go, go, do, that, go, leave, please. So that we for them, we don't have to fire you. It. We don't have to. We don't have to mutually part ways. We you can just leave. And the Nets, I just, I just have no clue what they're doing. I like. I guess they don't either. Apparently, 
I guess they're like, well, he must have done nothing wrong. They do have an opening for a, uh, a PR person, I saw. I bet they do. I bet they do. And you know what? <laughs> Not that it's an excuse because Kyrie should have his own team. Um, I do wonder if, if if they straight up just did not have a PR person to write his statement for when that happens because <laughs> they just quit. The, I mean, you should have an entire team of somebody like anybody can just write the statement for him. But um, that especially would be... with all the things that were going on with the Nets this past off season, with yeah. Kyrie wanting out, KD wanting out, and now yeah. they're back. And that like... would be that would be kind of funny. I mean, that's that's just incredible stuff right there. So there was that, and then there's just like like an what an hour before we went on, uh, or like, I guess or it started earlier today when we found out. Oh, so Dan Snyder's actually looking into selling the Commanders. It's like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting timing. <laughs> um, I think we should have known that uh, there was another shoe dropping because then at about you know six five somewhere in there. Uh, it was announced that uh, the, the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Eastern District of Virginia has opened a criminal investigation into allegations that the commanders engaged in financial improprieties. improprieties. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I mean, when the feds when the feds come, that's that's when the, that's when the the boys start dipping out. <laughs> that's exact. This is a, this is literally exactly <clears throat> what happened to Vince McMahon. Like not 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 even kidding. Like it was like, again it was another. Like, Another yeah, couple like, great guys never done anything wrong. Dan right, Snyder yeah. and Vince McMahon. Right, exactly. Just two two completely different guys right there. Two it's, two upstanding human beings. It's funny because it's just been so long of like people wanting him to sell the team and it hasn't happened that I, my brain is just kind of wired to feel that it's never gonna happen. So until this goes through, I'm just kind of like <laughs> I don't I don't really feel much for what's happening. <laughs> Like it's hard funny to enough, to. funny enough, literally, like as we were as we were on here, or right before we went on, uh, Fightful Select dropped a, a story that says that uh, WWE sources say Vince McMahon is quote done and not coming back as a special investigation into his alleged misconduct has completed. So, well, quite a thing with quite Vince, a day. Vince is very old. <laughs> That's like, true. Dan Snyder's not elderly, but, um. Yeah, I mean, Vince well, the just thing needs was, to the thing with Vince McMahon was everyone he was going to keep running the company until he died, because he like the idea of Vince McMahon not working twenty hours a day and sleeping three to three hours a night is like that's just not how he's built. Man goes to the gym at like three in the morning. Well, maybe uh, he stepped away and realized he saw yeah. the light and he realized, well, maybe I don't have to do that. And also, maybe he slowed down and his body also slow down because he's very old and he also realized that oh i I just physically can't keep up with all this or Um, the feds came a knocking and And, uh him and him and uh him and dan snyder are probably gonna both do the same thing where it's just like all right yeah i'm gonna go ahead and i'm just gonna divest myself from this situation uh before anyone asks any questions Maybe they'll both start new XFL franchises. Oh, that'd be fun. XFL's coming back. That's going to be back before we know it. Yeah, it's, I think they, as announced, soon as the, they announced the team names. As soon as the Super Bowl's over, I think it's gonna they're going to jump right into it. 
All right, let's. I'm, I'm gonna. Let's see. It's eight teams in the in the XFL, right? Yeah, it's 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 about the same as it was when it ended. I don't think there's much. Yeah, I want to know. I don't think Logan, you're you're you're. Are you aware yeah. of any of the uh, names or of the uh, XFL teams? Oh Jesus! Uh, just launched. There's the DC Defenders, who I yes. always get confused with the Washington Commanders. Uh, <laughs> they're about the, the name same is very. The names are very. Um, the names are all very 21st century. They they don't. They, they don't have any kind of like. Uh, nothing sticks it doesn't it it doesn't nothing resonates it's all just there um yeah that's what i was gonna say i was gonna name off these eight teams and give you know i want you to give me a a grade or like a what you know zero to ten or a a, you know letter grade for each of these names here for okay yeah i was gonna say they're all they all sound like madden expansion teams yeah all right let's start with the arlington renegades zero (laughs) <laughs> uh, first of all which arlington are we talking about because none of them are good texas okay that's uh slightly better oh. um, than arlington virginia but i, I think they it. were the dallas renegades and now they're being referred to as the arlington renegades and i hate combat. that more um <laughs> i bet jerry i bet jerry jones cut him a check yeah i'm gonna give dallas. that a, a zero out of 10. i don't like yeah. that renegade is a like I was talking a minute ago about Madden expansion team names that I think literally is a Madden expansion team name. So <laughs> I think you're right. So there's the yeah. Then there's the DC Defenders. DC Defenders. It's like it's 21st century. It doesn't stick. There's no resonance to it at all, other than the the alliteration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give that a one out of ten because at least they're in a major city that isn't Arlington, Texas. The Houston Roughnecks. Um, uh, All right. (laughs) It's Houston, which is fine, but it's Roughneck. I mean, that sounds like a CFL name. Uh, Two out of ten. All right. We've gone up by one. Isn't isn't there a rough something in the sea? Like Rough Riders? The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. The Orlando Guardians, whose logo is like a panther or something for some reason. Okay, so I was in Orlando for uh, an entire for about twenty four hours, and on that basis alone, I give this a zero out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Not an Orlando guy, huh? The city of Orlando is garbage. Um, I the. The places we went in Orlando were pretty nice, but the city of Orlando kind of sucks. Um, I have another Orlando expert here with me, actually, uh, and she doesn't want to talk, but uh, <laughs> I don't believe you. It was all right, is, is the, uh, the, the, what we've got from this. All right. That was, very, that was very here, hanging with my friends. We're all having a good time, smiling, <laughs> just out of frame. all right let's go with uh the vegas vipers okay vipers is the name of a youth football team that has like that has like just enough players to field a team like it has like the the limit is like 
you know, 14 kids and they have like 16. Um, I feel like you run a, you run a money, you run a money laundering scheme through a youth football team called the Vegas Wipers. Yes, exactly. And, <laughs> and not calling them Las Vegas. They're just calling them the Vegas Vipers because they want it, the alliteration there. That sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, as someone who has worked professionally with Vipers, um, I can tell you they're not really that scary. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm going to give them a 1 out of 10 because I don't want to put them in the same category as those other ones that got zeros. Damn. The San Antonio Brahmas. The what? What? <laughs> the San Antonio Brahmas. Isn't that a chicken breed? Um. So I know that what one, is of the, one of the so the Rock owns the XFL now. One of one of the Rock's nicknames is the Brahma Bull, and that's like one of his one of his tattoos that he has of a bull is referred to as the Brahma Bull. When I, I look shouldn't, up Brahma, I shouldn't have to Google your mask. When I look up Brahma, the first thing that comes up is a Hindu <laughs> god, which I don't think is what they're going for here. The second thing is a breed of chicken, the American Brahmin. Is an American breed of zebwine slash turine hybrid beef cattle. Okay, I'm looking at the Brahma, which is an American breed of chicken. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was developed in the United States from birds imported from Shanghai. Um, hmm. I'm going to give this a three out of ten. This is the best one yet. Wow. All right. Two left. The St. Louis Battlehawks. St. Louis Battlehawks. Um, that one sucks. Um, anything with like it with hawks as a suffix or a uh, yeah suffix. Um, kind of sucks. Like we already had the Seahawks. So you already Seahawks. Have the Skyhawks. The first thing my brain went the to Red Hawks is the like. Redhawks. If you got beaten to a pulp and someone asked you to say Seattle Seahawks, I think that's what would come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the Sailor's Battlehawk. <laughs> also, Battlehawk, that is not the name of a bird. Like, there is a bird called a Seahawk. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't if know. You lo- if you like that. You're gonna love St. Louis Battlehawks. It just sounded like you were trying to come up with an intimidating mascot, but you didn't want to be that creative. So I'm gonna go two out of ten. Go Hawks. You're gonna love the Se- the actual Seattle team, the Seattle Sea Dragons. Um. Okay, not creative at all. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, ah, fuck, we've we can't. We needed to be see something. The sea, uh, Seattle Sea. Search it. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, what are you watching over there on the iPad? Seattle. Watching, uh, watching Game of Thrones, boss. All right. Uh, the, <laughs> the dragon. Sea, sea dragon. Oh, uh, we got the Seattle Kraken already. The Kraken's kind of like a dragon. Seattle Sea Syndicist. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be much better. Yeah. I mean, it was. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I'm down sea for that. And their mascot's is, like a lawyer. Sea dragons, to be fair, is like that sounds like a thing. Um, sure. I will give them a four out of ten. Wow, nice. Ending on the highest score. All right. 
The Sea Dragon's like a little kid's ride at an amusement park. <laughs> I'm gonna ride the Sea a, Dragon. It's a beloved Disney movie. Oh. They should call themselves the Gyaradoses after the Pokemon. That'd be fun. All right, and that's our uh, that's our NFL trade deadline recap. Uh, that's our Tennessee Georgia preview. I was going to say that's <laughs> that's our Tennessee, Tennessee Georgia preview. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right, yeah. That's a well. That's a podcast. That's a podcast. Yeah. Go Vols. Go Rams.